Yes, sir. And welcome to the road to Damascus, where it's not about the road, it's about the journey. And I want to thank you for listening to another episode of Road to Damascus. I'm your host, Brock Hendricks. And before I introduce the people that's going to help me navigate this ship, let me tell you how you could participate with the show. You could participate by reaching us via email. That's Road to Damascus. That's Road the Number Two, Damascus at iCloud.com. You can reach us on our socials. We're on Instagram as well as Twitter, Threads, and TikTok. And that's Road to Damascus, Road the Number Two, Damascus. Give us a follow, give us a shout out. Tell us how much you love the show, any topics you would like to hear. Maybe even reach out and say you want to talk to us about something and we'll bring you on. But any and all participation is welcome. And now to the show. Let me introduce the person who has been helping me navigate this ship uh, for a few shows. Now it's just been me and this person. I'm still looking for some organ music. I was playing with the thing, but uh, I'm going to introduce the wise, the powerful, the awesome, the Holy Ghost feel baptized in Jesus name, dumped in the water, came out speaking, shouting in tongues. The sage of sage, the elder, the one who speaks truth to power in all aspects of life. Holy Ghost feel the one, the only Rabbi Shonda. Say what's up to the people. Man, I'm, I'm loving this intro. <laughs> like, who is he talking about? You know who I'm talking about because you're sitting there with the Cheshire grin on your face like, yeah. Like the you me when you do it. How are you doing today, Rabbi? I'm doing okay. Um, aside from being a little tired, I'm doing pretty good. Same here. I don't know if I mentioned this on the podcast, but we just got a puppy uh, for my daughter in the last few weeks. And uh, he wakes up faithfully at 445, to do his business and let's eat and play. And then I'm asleep for about five hours like I got a job. Just, oh, yeah. <laughs> just Oh, yeah, they sleep about 16 hours a day. Like, but the times when you want to sleep, they want to be wide awake. Yeah. Like, player, he need yeah. to be on the same schedule. Like, Does he have the zoomies yet? What it, when they just take off and just Oh, yeah, no, he's starting to do that now. Yeah, yeah he's, yeah. Starting to, he's starting to do that. The training's going well, um, so she's, she's happy. I, I mean, he's grown on me, you okay. know. Yeah, so I, I love Chico. Right. Chico, that's his name. Um. So before we uh, dive into um, the show and get into uh, how God has gotten, I want to give a shout out to the rabbi who uh, the reason we didn't have a show last week is because she was uh, a keynote speaker somewhere. And uh, from my understanding, now this wasn't a, a Christian event, but wherever she goes, Christ is with her and she called fire from heaven. Is that true? Is that is that the early reviews? Yeah, it was uh it it was really great. I think one of the ladies posted um you you fed our souls. Amen. Amen. So yeah. So uh, so you was feeding them the way you the feed mayor. us. I I tried. This, <laughs> this is the food I serve. Okay. So, you know, it's not going to be a different menu. Nectar's to the gods. <laughs> That's what we got. <laughs> Well, congratulations. Yeah. Um so what did the lady post? You were about to say. Oh, well, I you got fed a, a letter in the mail. Um Monday and it was from the, the the treasurer who was there and she just wanted me to know that um, she was like your words gave me life she was like you have definitely pushed me to want to live a soaring life and you know one of the other ladies she was like I, I, I can never be the same you know from today that's what you want right you know you want people to realize you don't have to live limited. Absolutely. You, know, you don't have to live limited. We place the limits. And, you know, if you take those limits off God. Right. Well, the sky's the limit. The when, you, when you're not serving God, the sky's the limit. But when you're serving him, the limit is the sky. Oh, I like that. Give myself a little. <laughs> Push the um, yeah, so, but, but the, the thing is, even though this wasn't a Christian event, and we know you take Christ with you everywhere you go. Those people don't know that you was there planting seeds. Right. That eventually somebody else can come and water. 
and then God can give the increase. So even when we are in non-conventional church spaces, Mm -hmm. if we can just navigate and just drop little nuggets, just little seeds. You know what I've learned? That your mission is the same no matter where you are. It doesn't matter where you are. If your job is to spread light, that's what you do no matter where you are. If you aren't the same person in every room you're in, you are fooling yourself thinking that you're being authentic. You are fooling yourself thinking that you are sold out to God. If you are a different person. I am person, sold out. Yeah, you might be, <laughs> right. but it ain't to God. Amen to that. You're the same. I'm the same person no matter what room I'm in. Oh, yeah. I'm the same person. The conversation is the same. Jeans, Jesus, and gym shoes. That's it. And you're going to get all of that. So, yeah. And Jesus was uh, sandals. And and a tunic. <laughs> tunic. And, and fire. And fire. Boom. There you go. Yeah. Well, hey, man, we're proud of you. I told Shonda, I said, eventually we're going to be doing these podcasts. She's going to be in another country. She'll be like, all right, B, I can do it <laughs> at 8 o'clock our time. And, and it's like 2 in the morning here. So I'm like 2 in the morning like... <laughs> Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. So we heading that way. And then eventually I'll be like, we're live from location. Absolutely. If we don't get there, I'm going to be mad at you. I'm just letting letting you know. Don't be traveling the world without me. You know what? I'm I'm glad we just having this. Y'all are really in on one of our conversations. (laughs) You know, this this particular organization, um, Zonta International, they are international for real. And you never know the spaces that, you know, that you're going to end up in. You know, your gift will make room for you and bring you in the presence of kings. You don't know where you're going to be. You know, you don't know who's in the room. Absolutely. I didn't know that their international representative was in the room. I didn't know, didn't have a clue until afterwards. And um, it is, man, it's amazing. Doors that turn out to be windows. Doors that turn out to be windows. Windows as big as the ones in this room we in right now. We're looking for doors. Yeah. He's a window kind of guy. He's an open heaven kind of guy. Oh, no, all the doors and windows. Come on in. Yeah. Like Southern hospitality. Come on right. in. We be asking God for stuff. We, you know, we want, I want God stuff. Right. You know, the life that I imagine for myself, I need you to exceed that abundantly. Let's, let's have some God type stuff happening. Amen. Amen. So that's almost like that was the God is God segment right I mean, there. Pretty, yeah. That's how much. he guiding right now. Just allowing doors to be open and, and things like that. So. Um, well, so today's show is going to be a freestyle episode for the people that's listening. So we're going to um, drop on a few topics today. Um, but the first topic that I wanted us to dive into is actually a, a topic that me and Shonda talked about a couple weeks ago. But the show was not able to <laughs> manifest itself. We we recorded a whole podcast and only half the podcast right. would upload. So it, technology you know is 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 the salt how the sausage is made and sometimes you know you got to throw some sausages away you know and and these couldn't hit the floor but um so Shonda let's re um introduce that topic so there has been a a growth on the internet um in the last couple of years I would say especially around COVID with the the rampant growth of podcasts and internet shows and people trying to, you know, I ain't got nothing else to do. So put a mic in front of me or turn the camera on. And we've gotten into the space of, um, a lot of Christian podcasting, Christian YouTubers, where basically they use their platform for one reason and one reason only. And that is to critique other ministers, other ministries, other shows and, um, kind of um, pick apart what they're saying, pick apart what they're doing. Um, how do you feel about that? Well, that's what people like. You know, the masses love 
the salacious. First take, hot takes. Yeah. Um, love and hip hop. Yeah. You know what I mean? We, you know, people tend Skip to. Skip and Shannon or, or uh, Steven you know, and did, Shannon. I, nah, I Steve. did love Skip and Shannon. Skip, Skip. Come on, Skip. Skip. Oh, no, it ain't the same. Yeah. It ain't the same. But people love that. They love to hear the opinions of other people. And based on your perception, how you feel, you know, this is how we choose our sides. You know, if, you know, I like this. So, oh, my goodness. And if you say it in your phone, because AI is, is amazing, right? If you say it out loud, then all the things just start to trend toward what you like. The algorithm. Yeah. And people like juicy and, you know, salacious propaganda. People love to be brainwashed. <laughs> That's a whole nother show right there. <laughs> so let me ask you this. Do you? Do you think it is um, ex uh, expedient for us to be doing this? Do you think that it is helpful to the kingdom to be having shows where we basically pick apart a ministry, where, but we don't pick it fully apart. We pick a clip that will make it sensational or we'll take a, a, a little snippet of a show of what somebody talk about. Like our last show was about, Israel and Palestine. Somebody could take a clip mm -hmm. of something we said and be like, oh, they support, you know, Hamas and they support this and they support that. And it's far from the truth. Right. But you can be misrepresented by a clip, by um, just a little small snapshot. Is that fine? And also when these people aren't offering any um, alternatives to what they're speaking against it's not good um it's never good and <laughs> i can say that from personal experience there are people who have taken um clips from my life to determine what kind of person i am now based on a little clip or a situation or something that i've said I, let, me, let me tell you right now if you're going to judge me by something that I've said, it's, it's going to be a bad deal. You know, if all you're going to take is a clip without context, it can go left really, really fast. People only understand from their level of perception. So if you are a giraffe and you're listening to turtle news, <laughs> it's never going to work out well for the turtle. And if you're the turtle, you're not going to understand from the perspective of the giraffe. There's a lot lost in translation between these two perspectives. And I think that's where the little clips come in at. The people who are catching it right in between translation. So they don't have post-text or pretext. So they don't have context. And you take that one little clip and now we have killed a person, their entire ministry, because of 30 seconds. It's not good for the body. It's not good for one individual. It's not good for the person whose ministry we're destroying at all. Absolutely. The only good part is if, if you're smart or wise, it'll make you dig for, for, the, full, um, for the full truth. But so, most people don't do yeah, that. Yeah, so that's what I was about to say. So what we've learned, if we understand anything with politics, or just news in general, they give you the headline, and the headline is either is is making trying to make you feel a certain type of way. Um, so if I post, if so, if you go on a YouTube channel that I'm producing, and I say false prophets, and I just have pictures of different ministers, even if I'm not saying all of those ministers on there are false prophets you start to associate every face that I have on there as a false prophet. Right. So you going you might not even listen to the show, but you would tell somebody, Oh, I saw a so-and-so face there. I saw a so-and-so face there. And it's a lot of people saying that they false prophets. I saw right. it on the thing. Did you listen to what was said? Right. Cause sometimes people put those faces up there just to get you to click. Right. Because those are well-known faces. Right. And the subject is in this little thumbnail is not even what it's about. Right. It's kind of like a, a movie trailer. They're going to put the most action-packed, you know, part up there because this is going to bring you in the theater. Right. You know how many movies I've gone to see and, and the trailer. Was the best part. 
or wasn't even right. in the movie. Or wasn't in the movie. How, Marvel the does that all the right. time. Like you use this in the trailer and cut it from the movie. Right. But it got you in here. Right. Horror movies, which I don't watch at all. But these little trailers that they put out, you know, it's the part that, that makes you jump in your seat. Right. You know, the, and, and the, oh, for those of you who like to pay to be scared. Right. This makes you want to go see it. This is how these little thumbnails and things. Like if you put uh, Mike Todd's face up, you know, those who follow Mike Todd are going to click it to see what are you saying about my pastor? Or what are you saying about, you know, this guy that I like? And those who don't are going to click it like I knew it. Right. You know, I already felt like this about him. Right. So you've doubled, you know, the amount of traffic to your site for this piece of salacious material. Right. That's not adding any life to anybody. So now I've I've offered you an opinion. Mm -hmm. I've torn down someone, but I don't offer any solution. I don't offer you someone else as an alternative to listen to. I don't offer. um any words of wisdom to help you through this. I don't give you scripture to be able to help you further understand. Now, some will try to justify things with scripture and even the way they, uh, um, are exegeting the scripture is completely off. Um, but they'll try at times. And, and I think that's the most dangerous part is you are out here mucking it up, but aren't offering any, alternatives i'm taking all the food away you can't eat none of this food no food okay well i'm still hungry like i need to eat i need sustenance and you tell me i can't eat none of this food so what can i eat Mm -hmm. oh i don't know but you can't eat that what so now i become confused and once i'm confused it's just easier for me not to even deal with it anymore because now i start to feel like well, I, I like this person, but this person was a false prophet. Or I like this person, but I shouldn't be going to their church because they did this. Or I shouldn't be going to their church because they did that. And not given the context of all of us mm-hmm. have fallen short of the glory of God. Not justifying anybody's actions or behavior, but knowing that the clip we just watched before we started the show. Some people didn't take care of their mess before they got to a certain point of elevation. And God don't love them no less. Right. We don't have a heaven or hell to put people in. Right. And it wouldn't it be better for us to try to help our brother or sister when they are in need yeah. as opposed to piling on, not justifying any behavior. Saying, all right, the behavior, because what's done is done. Right. So now let's try to build this person back up. Because what they'll do is, is they'll slip away from the faith as well. And if it's about keeping souls and bringing souls, this person can still be effective in that endeavor. Would you agree? I agree. And I think that people are more excited about being uh, gatekeepers of heaven and hell than they are about being gatekeepers of love. And so it's easy for me to click this particular um, site. Because now they going to hell. <laughs> you know, I, I saw the, the little show or I saw the clip and now you have determined where this person is going to go. For me, look, I know me. I know what I like. I know what I don't like. So before I click on the site, I have to know how much time do I have to dig into this? How right. much time do I have for the follow through? Because just to look at this little headline, oh, this this about to be a rabbit hole, right? For me, right? Because now how many buttons I've clicked, and then three hours later, I'm still here. But now, if they post a clip of the sermon, mm-hmm. we have to watch the whole sermon now, yeah. Because I need the full context, and and I'm gonna use this person because this was years ago. Because I don't, as a show, we don't like to tear people down or bring names. But I always Reverend Jeremiah Wright. Mm-hmm. when President Obama at the time was candidate Obama and all these clips came out of Jeremiah Wright's church service and his hockey is set through this service. So we seeing him saying certain things and all of this. And it's like, whoa, <laughs> like we've heard that kind of preaching, mm-hmm. but maybe the words he was saying or the things he was saying, we weren't used to hearing. Right. 
Most people just said, how can you sit at that service? My thing was, I need to know what he was preaching that day that even got to that point. Right. So what did I do? Because YouTube was around at the time. Mm-hmm. I looked up the whole sermon. Right. Because it was two main sermons that they were bringing up. About the roosters coming home to roost and about G.D. Amir. Right. Looked up both of the services. Mm-hmm. Didn't have a problem with anything he said right. at all. Exactly. But you know what? People who have an people who have an issue with, you know, cuss words, when they heard what he said, they automatically just condemned him to hell and they condemned President Obama for being in his ministry. And, you know, un- unfortunately he bought into the pressure. You're not about to pressure me to leave my ministry because you don't like something that my pastor said. That's just not about to happen. If if I don't leave because of the stuff he say that I don't like. You're not about to make me leave because of the stuff, the stuff you, you don't, don't like. You know, that's just not how it's supposed to be. You said earlier about um, um, finding solutions. You know, whose job is it to find a solution? Is it the person who put the information out or the person who clicked the button? It is the person who clicked the button's job to go all the way through to the end of what you've read. You should never rely on the person who's putting information out to give you all of it. That's never going to happen. Whether you're in a classroom, whether you're on your job, sitting in a training, or whether you're in church, nobody who is up can take you from beginning to end. The only time you get alpha and omega in one setting is Jesus. Otherwise... You're getting bits and pieces of what they can pull together for a span of time. You still have to go in and get the rest of the meat and potatoes for yourself. If you don't, don't blame the person who put the information out. Blame yourself for pushing the button and not following through with it. Absolutely. Absolutely. That is a great point. Um, And we know this is this trend isn't going to stop. It's going to keep going. It's Um, juicy. It's juicy. But I just... And maybe this can transition to another topic about laziness within our faith. Mm-hmm. A lot of us are still living off of the, the, the meat and the manner that was given to us by our moms and our dads and our grandparents or our pastors. And we haven't cooked our own meat. We haven't done our own hunting and gathering. We haven't went out. And was like Esau, a man of the bush that would go and hunt and bring home. We are still like Jacob, who was in the house eating the porridge his mama was making. I mean, we know how that story ends, but I'm just saying, like, at some point, you have to go and do your own hunting Mm -hmm. and gathering. My dad always said, a tub eventually has to stand on its own bottom. Every tub. Yes. And, and I love you, Pop. <laughs> and some people are still like when you have conversations with them, when they fall for these salacious headlines, when they go down these rabbit holes, they are letting somebody else do the work for them. Mm-hmm. And the word says, "What well, study to show thyself approved? Yep, study to show thyself approved. Study mm-hmm. to show thyself approved." When you're watching videos, I can say that's research, but that's not studying. Right. To me, the video is the research. What I do is I see their research. I'm researching. Now I'm going to go back and study to see are they right? Are they wrong? Are they misspeaking? Are they exegeting right? Are they giving pretext, post-text for context, all of that? Mm -hmm. But we don't do that. And it's like it becomes like ignorance is bliss. It is. And so when you and 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 we and we do this because I believe, like you would say, how you do some things is how you do all things. And if you're not studying your word and your Bible, mm-hmm. then when you begin to have geopolitical conversations with me, I know you, you ain't. Even, <laughs> you can't. You ain't gonna be able to do it. Let me tell y'all something. <laughs> if you if you pull up to the table with this brother right here, and you haven't read at least. 50 books. Just take your chair and your bag and just go home. Because the facts, 
that will be coming at you will be so fast that you, you won't be able to keep up. And then your pride will kick in and tell you, I can do it. You can't do it. You, you can't do it. This is why we don't have, like, we don't debate. He's good in his lane. I'm not veering over there. I'm not veering over into his lane. That's why we work so well together. He has a lane. He is in it. He's going to give you all the facts and the statistics. I'm not I'm not about to do that. I'm not. A, and that, which is why you hear me say, uh-huh. Okay. I just guess that I, I, I just expect more from people. Mm-hmm. Because there was a time that we... I remember when I was in elementary school, we had a contest where you got a trophy if you read at least 50 books in 30 days. And your parents had the chart. And I'm pretty sure probably some of these parents was just, oh, yeah, he read this, he read that. I read 50 books. I was the kid that when the scholastic sheets came home and you could get books, Mm -hmm. I was getting those books. I was the kid that the first books everywhere. everywhere. I was the kid that seventh grade, I started wanting to read, I think when I was in seventh grade, Malcolm X came out, the movie. So what did I do? I saw on the Scholastic book that they had the autobiography. (laughs) I ordered that. I got to get that. I got to get that. So I started, I mean, at seventh grade, I'm reading these type of books to get an understanding. And and I'll just say this. It's not an endorsement. We're not being paid. One of the greatest reads you can ever read is the autobiography. Of Malcolm X. Absolutely. I'm Shonda. Absolutely. I'm just saying. Yes. I'm just saying. I agree. He might not believe what the man believed, but he was a man of integrity, a man of principle, a man of. I was of, just about to say that. Like, it's the principle for me. Right. It was the principle. Listen, if your life hasn't been shaped in some point by at least one principle for Malcolm X, you haven't lived yet. You're not living authentically yet. By any means necessary, come on, you've said it, and you've applied it in, in some areas. Right. Unfortunately, we don't continue it as far as education. You know what? We've been in a steady decline since the cavemen went away. <laughs> we have been. I stick. You should, be, you should kill what you eat. And this is where the, the laziness come in. Uh, was it? Was it with Peter who was dreaming and, and, and God said, rise, Peter, slay right. and eat. Right. Kill what you eat. You still have the responsibility to go into this word, to dig it out, to clean it, cook it, and eat it, and to eat all of it. And because we don't do that, if you want to eat, you got to work. Why, why is it different spiritually? If you want to eat, you got to work. You got to read. You have to read. You got to study. You got to apply yourself. You got to get hunt and gather information. You know, you can't rely on what you read. Now, look, the information that you have in you, it doesn't go away. You just have to continue to add to it. It it can mean the difference between exegesis and eisegesis. And if you want to exegete, you got to kill that eisegesis. You can't have preconceived notions. You, If you do, everything you read will start to line up with how you already feel. You go in search of, of proving the theory you already have. You're not looking for the original meanings. You're not looking for, well, well what did God actually mean when he said it? You're just looking to prove what you, what you are, already your preconceived think. notion. Yeah, and that's what many people do, which is, which is why they're stuck which is why they can click these buttons and these thumbnails on these certain sites and take this clip and be really good with it without digging because you ain't digging for truth anyway. You just regurgitating somebody else's information. Yeah. It reminds you ever seen the movie Goodwill honey a long time ago, but it's a scene where they're in the bar and the guy's trying to talk to these women and, uh, and his friends were just his friends. And they trying to, but they were at a Harvard bar. So one of the guys from a student at Harvard was trying to embarrass his friend. So once he saw this, the main character, Will, who was a genius, mm-hmm. who just read all these books and started embarrassing this guy. He's like, none of the thoughts you're saying are other, are your original thought. You're just regurgitating stuff from other people's books. Right. You know what I'm saying? To make yourself sound smart. Yeah. And it's like, at some point we have to have an original thought. We were talking about that before the show. Like, 
at a certain point you realize, wait, is this really how I feel? Or is this how I've been classically conditioned to think and feel? If nobody ever challenges you on what you think, then you're going to always just be spitting somebody else's knowledge. And it sounds good, you know, when you do it, but you know and just see it as 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 it is instead of understanding that it is the matrix and that you do need to unplug from it and that what you're seeing is not really the reality that we're living in but we've made what we see the reality so what we don't see we've pushed it so far from us but you should be led by what you don't see and then you know how to govern yourself with what you do see but that's not what we do. That's not what we do. And and it, and even with me, I think it's important, deemed important to read people whose philosophies aren't your philosophies. Absolutely. To understand the philosophy. So I'll give you an instant. And I'm going to say this, and I'm, people can, and I know when I say it, people might be like aghast or clench their pearls, but they don't know why. I don't consider myself a, capital, a capitalist. Mm-hmm. But if you understand how capitalism should work, you would understand we don't really live a true capitalistic system but i've read the wealth of nations by adam smith i know you have (laughs) and and him describe he's considered the father of modern day capitalism and his book the wealth of nations is basically the system on which kind of capitalism was built but to understand like i don't agree with that but i believe it's important sometimes to read people's information Mm. to understand you know i i can read um a book about communism, even though I don't agree with communism. I can read somebody's bio- biography. Um, I've, I've watched documentaries about um, um, the KKK and slavery. I've watched documentaries about the birth of a, the, the most popular movie ever created was called The Birth of a Nation yes. and understanding the history that went into that and Woodrow Wilson playing that in the White House and his thoughts and his, like, at some point, you just have to understand what you're reading. If you don't believe, what is it? If you don't believe in anything, if you don't believe in something, you'll fall for anything. Or, and that is the truth. And that's the truth. And it's, But I guess I look at it as when Jesus was, was still with us and when we read the Bible every day, literally Jesus, Paul, whatever book you read, they're quoting Old Testament. All up and down. What would Jesus say, Shonda? Isn't it written? Isn't it written? What did Paul say? Isn't it written? They were literally referring to stuff they had read before. Yeah. To their understandings of what they knew before. So they weren't just regurgitating anything. It was like, no, it's written this. It's written that. And so they would do it and explain it in a way to, for you to have better understanding. But if you never challenge your own biases if you never challenge your own preconceived notions if you believe everything that your parents told you and don't even question some of the things that they told you because as I've gotten older I told my dad some of the ways you taught and said certain things that that presented it to me in a way that may even the way we presented the way black people were presented to me when I was younger made me have a preconceived notion about us as black people Mm -hmm. And it's like, I have to challenge my perception about all black people being this way. And I'm black. Yeah. I mean, allegedly. (laughs) Don't let this light skin fool you. Okay. (laughs) Don't let this fair skin fool you. But I agree with you. And I think because you're so well read, because you meditate, because you pray, it will be harder to deceive you. But when people don't read or, and when they don't meditate or if you just stick to your own um, material that you think is important and your thoughts are never challenged and what you believe is never challenged, you're not going to be that hard to deceive. There'll be so much information that you don't have that when you see something, you won't be able to recognize this as not being true or not being real. You have to. One of the things I did before I got saved is I needed to know what 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 is apostolic? What what does this mean? 
because I had been raised Baptist my whole life. My grandfather was a founding pastor. So wait, now so you, y'all telling me something different. But now I need to know why I believe what I believe. So I've been in the Jewish synagogues. You know what I mean? I had to visit a few places, the, the halls of the Jehovah Witnesses. You have to read about religions that are not like yours. I've read about the Hindus and, and Buddhists. You need the information so that you'll be able to defend why you believe what you believe. Apologetics. That's that's one of his subjects to y'all, <laughs> just in case you didn't know. But you can't you can't defend it. That's why you get so angry when when you're challenged. Because it because your response immediately, like you mentioned at the beginning, becomes emotional. Yeah. And it's not based in fact. It's not based in your ability to know is just right. well my mom said your right. mom said what you get mad when you can't defend it when your vocabulary is low when your understanding is minimal then you're left with just emotion an emotional response is not always good it's not and and i want to say this it's okay to disagree with the opinions of people that you hold in high regard and trust it's okay just because they said it, just because they believe it, mm-hmm. doesn't mean that you have to believe it. Right. I think a lot of times because our mom said it, because our dad said it, because our grandparents said it, because it's it's okay. You okay? No, you okay. You okay. Because they um because they were the ones who because they were <laughs> that's that's what happens when you do a live podcast, people. No, but just because they said it. Mm-hmm. Doesn't mean it's true because your pastor believes it passionately. Doesn't mean that it's true. Right. Mean I'm not, and I'm not saying your pastor is wrong mm-hmm. because what did you say before that some people just believe what they believe. Right. They believe it so strong. Right. Like you, you're not lying because you believe what you're saying to be true. Right. You can tell yourself something so long, or you can put so much investment in it that you honestly believe it's true. So when you say it. You say it with the passion of honesty. So some people honestly yeah. believe that there isn't systematic racism. Right. But you're wrong. You're wrong. But you believe it. But you believe it. Yeah. And they will argue with you with statistics and yeah. this and that. Well, you know, and it's like, okay. I've been in conversations with people. And, and I'm listening like, wow. It's it's not hard for me to detect when somebody lying about right. <laughs> But then I'm having this conversation and the information that they are putting out is just wrong. You know, it's nothing personal. The information was just wrong, but they believed it and it was biblically wrong, but they believed it. And they were so strong and they were talking to me in such a convincing matter and with such earnestness, such sincerity, but you're sincerely wrong. <laughs> but I got, I was Okay. This is not somebody just trying to lie to me. They just believe the lie. So they're telling the truth. This is it, real. This is them. their truth. Right. This is their truth. It's just not the truth. And, uh, yeah, it's nothing you can really do with the person like that who has just accepted the delusion. Well, my grandfather tells me when he was serving during the time of the Korean War and he was in Korea and they wanted to see black people's tails because they were told that black people had tails. So they believed that black people had tails. The men who were saying this knew it wasn't true, especially if you serving with them. Right. Y'all didn't took showers together in the barracks. Now nah, what you saw, <laughs> never mind. I thought to crack a joke. That was going to be super inappropriate. <laughs> just, just. Never, I, I think I got it. <laughs> Oh Jesus! We are live, people. <laughs> oh Jesus, Lord, Lord, Lord. Uh, but yeah, I just, I just, I just laziness of information, and we see it whether it be spiritually, whether it be mm-hmm. secularly, you know. Um, and I and I just want to make sure that I'm not talking at people because, like I asked you, I there are times. I don't think people understand, and I know you might deal with it, Sean. There are millions of times that I question myself. Am I believing this because I believe it? Am I believing it because I was conditioned to believe this? Or am I 
or am I reading the facts and basing my opinion off of the facts, just the facts, not my preconceived notions, not my um, biases, any of that. Yeah. Like, and, and, and I, and it's like, am I wrong? And I ask myself that so many, especially when it seemed like I'm in a, on an Island sometimes. Mm-hmm. Cause when you on an Island, you be like, am I wrong? Yeah. Oh, I, I do that so much. I've, I was like, is it me? Is it? And sometimes it is. Right. You know, some, sometimes it is. Yeah. Like this is the, the red lights are flashing here. You can't see this, that I'm, I'm not wrong. We're not wrong here. But then there will there will be people who will take a strong stand to the point where it make you question. Wait, well, am I wrong? No. Right. And then you like the blind lead the blind. Everybody in the ditch. And I, I, I don't want to fall at this age. No. <laughs> How deep is the ditch right now? How deep is the ditch? You know, at you know, my age. You know what I mean? You know, because my knees can stand. It's a whole know, lot of measurements. You know, if I twist my ankle, ain't like a, when I was in my teens and twenties. Yeah. I'm off a month, right? You know, it's too many things have to be worked out. Hip replacement all the way. What? You yeah. know, the the aches and the pains last a lot longer yeah. than they used to. Yeah. Oh yeah. You stumble now, and you're like, I don't, I didn't fall, I didn't do anything, I don't know. <laughs> just give out, well, just yeah. walk in and just buckle. So, um, did you have something real quick, Rabbi? I know you got something. Well, I mean, shucks, we just having conversation. Okay, okay. Well, we we can transition, um, real quick into um, I won't play the music, but because I consider freestyle shows a whole block is hot. Oh yeah. But do you have anything specific? That has been biting at you. You know, the the only thing that's uh, <laughs> really having the, the opportunity opportunity to bite right now are, are the wars that we're in. That um, I, I don't think people realize that America's already at war. Two of them, actually. We're, we're at war over in uh, Israel. And we're at war with Russia via Ukraine. Oh, and plus, we just bombed Syria. A couple of days ago. I mean, hey, and how did we get this ship in the Red Sea so fast, powered up and ready to take out the, the missiles if we weren't preparing to go to war? I don't know if we over there fighting for Israel. Or, I, don't, I don't know what we're fighting for over there anymore. But how did it get up and running so fast? You, it's not like a car. You don't start a, a warship like a car. You have to be prepared for that. You don't fire in two hours. You know, you nothing you could do with this giant ship in two hours. I don't think people really understand what's happening. I, I think it's so you you said this term back when <laughs> I hate to say y'all don't know how much I hate to say this, but I can't not say it. <laughs> back when um President Trump was being elected and uh we were talking about being a single issue voter. Correct. I think there's a like a concept of that happening now that people are thinking about one single issue and are just missing the big picture of what is happening because it's not just one set of people being damaged. Like what is our responsibility? Even if I feel like you're my enemy there, you know, God is so strategic. He gave you the principle to deal with your enemy. And it didn't look any different from dealing with the people you love. Sorry, you just. So I'm just wondering how, you know, Christians with just one perspective, just one sided view are okay with that. When he really laid out how we should just be treating other people. And he said, if you only have love for your people, is it really love? So if we only have love. He says sinners do that. Yeah. So basically he's saying, if you love your circle and your people, even sinners do that. So what make you any better than them? Yeah. The difference is, is when you love those who don't love you. Mm-hmm. When you bless those who don't bless you. When you 
pray for those who despise you yeah. and want to use you. That's that's when you transition from being a conqueror to more than. And so my block is hot just for the the promotion of spiritual ignorance. <laughs> that that's 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 what gets me. And how we just treat people and how we treat each other and how we overlook it and how we pick one perspective and this this is right. And everything else is wrong when it should be so much love and so much. We should be spreading so much love right now that none of us should be able to look at anybody innocent being hurt without feeling it and without praying for that family and the family of this child or the family of of that child or the people in this country, the people in this region. We should be concerned about everybody and not just picking out. And we do that stuff in our families. We do it in our churches. How you do anything is how you do everything. You're not about to tell me that you can totally pick Israel over Palestine and you ain't picking out folks in your church that you love more than others. It's not happening like that. You're doing it in your family. You're doing it at work. You're doing it everywhere. So that's the kind of stuff that I think I just got mad. Okay. <laughs> you know, um, and I might have, and I know I've brought this up several times, but when if I was to listen to a Christian podcast and I saw the name of it, I would see, oh, why is it called that and the cleverness? And I and if so if I was listening to a podcast and the name was Road to Damascus and I listened to their topics and I would wonder well, why do they call it road to Damascus? And then you would search road to Damascus and you would see that that was Paul. And Paul was a single issue voter. Paul <laughs> thought all these Christians was blaspheming because y'all talking about some Messiah. The Messiah ain't came and he was killing them, killing them. He thought he believed the lie. He believed the lie until he had a revelation that that not only changed Paul, it changed Paul not to to such an extent, Shonda, that he said, "It can't this this thing ain't just even for us as Jews." That's how much it changed him, Shonda. We talk about like he said, "I sat at the foot of Gamaliel," and you know Paul was braggadocious. He let he let you know what he did. Mm-hmm. I pray more than all y'all. All of you. <laughs> like he 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 he. One thing. I can say this. If Paul was alive today, the one thing we'd be like, oh, here come Paul. He about to tell you everything he didn't do. <laughs> like, that's what we, couldn't you see people be like, you about to hear about everything? Everything. Paul. Like, like Paul be the person that when, when he getting introduced, you give him the bio to read to the people. His bio about three, four pages. You like, Brother, you know we only gonna be here an hour. I'm gonna read your bio. Gonna be about right. twenty minutes <laughs> reading his bio. Uh, this brother was uh, he sat at the foot of Gamaliel. He was a Pharisee of Pharisees. Mm-hmm. He uh, was a Roman as well as uh, you know he was able to travel amongst the people. He was smoking with blindness and uh, was healed of that. He mm-hmm. he uh, did uh, order the execution of many people, but was forgiven. You know, you just start reading down and stuff. Um, his um, hobbies include praying, more praying, mm-hmm. and more praying. And in the footnote right here, he says, "I just want people to know nobody pray more than me." <laughs> you know, just be like, Paul loved him some Paul. But the reason I bring that up is because his mind changed, mm-hmm. and when his mind changed, yes. it changed to the point that he wanted to share this with everybody. And his thing was, it can't. This ain't just for us. This for everybody, right. because now the stuff he had read in Isaiah when it said that it would that it he that it would be a minister to the Gentiles. Mm-hmm. Now it's like, oh, now it's coming full circle. He understood, so he had been well read, well educated. So when his mind changed, because he had been fed so much, now he was able to associate and and give everybody everything in a way that even James missed that even Peter missed because remember Peter James didn't believe Jesus was the Messiah when he was his brother right and then he had the conversion Mm -hmm. which after he saw his brother resurrected right Paul was totally deceived before the conversion as are many people still totally deceived 
because they haven't been converted. If the gospel be hid, it is hid to them who are lost, whom the God of this world has blinded their minds that they don't they won't receive the truth. I just report the news. <laughs> I just report the news. So when you are having these conversations, when we're having these conversations with people and they just seem to be blind or they seem to be unable to grasp it, no matter how you break it down, you can break it down to ions and molecules small enough to be able to penetrate the blood brain barrier and they still don't get it. At some point you have to realize, oh, well, if the gospel be hidden. Well, don't cast your pearls amongst the swine. Right. Don't talk to an unlearned person. It only gender strife. That's when all of this, this, that's when all of that needs to start coming to our remembrance. Because it's certain- the question that you have to ask yourself now, which of us is the unlearned person? And that's where the <laughs> confusion comes in. At. That's true. Because they think Who you is, unlearned. Right. And I'm like, huh? Are you listening to yourself? Because I try to be calculated in everything I say. And if I don't know, I'll be like, well, I've ne- I haven't heard that. I will have to look that up. And, right. Well, you look it up, you know. And and you and I know you said this before on the podcast, but our pastor, every service, he says, if you don't believe me, look it up. Right. Take he a look. Say, don't take what I say. Go look it up. How Study many people do you think? How many people do you think really do that? Three. <laughs> I just threw a number out there. And she might be being generous. No, I'm just playing. No, but you understand what I'm saying? It's like, I'm not just going to eat what you give me, hook, line, and sink. Most people don't want to challenge their leaders. You know, they, I don't even know if I should. Most people don't want to challenge their leaders on on any level, whether it's a, a supervisor at work. Trust me, I'm right in there right now they don't want to speak the truth to you know what they consider to be power and they render themselves powerless um with the truth in their hands they deem themselves to be powerless so they just kind of walk away um tail you know between legs (laughs) Uh, we went back to that tail okay (laughs) See, 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 see. <laughs> but yeah, you you have to question sometimes um, those who are in charge of you. And, and it's really, it's a beneficial process because you can't go any higher than the person who is above you. Um, so you want to, you know, make sure that, you know, those who are, are watching for you, those who are leading you have the capacity to do so. Because if you're following them as they follow Christ, then where they go is unlimited. You know, there's no limit to where you can go. But if they have stopped following him and they now have their own set of standards, then where they stop, you stop. Absolutely. And then you get frustrated as a shark inside of a fishbowl. Because you can't go any higher than your leader. So there are sometimes you just have to start asking questions. You can't be afraid to ask questions. I think it was Will Smith, and I, I say it all the time. Anything that can be destroyed by truth should be. So if me bringing you some truth, if it destroys the friendship, then we didn't really have one anyway. If me bringing you the truth means you want me to leave, get out, okay, I'm out. I'm done. Whatever can be destroyed by the truth should be. At least then what you know what you have will be real. And on that note, we're going to end it. But that was great revelation. Great word. I enjoy when we just off the cuff sometimes without a topic and just, just turn on the mics and, and start talking. Um, Before we uh, get into our closing uh, statements, did you have uh, anything else that you wanted to say? Rabbi? Look at your notes. Was it something that we didn't you know, cover? I just I write notes while we're talking. Oh, and I know, you know I know. But sometimes you might, some might come to you and you be like, "Yeah, you, well, real quick, let me <laughs> let me uh let me swing this by you." But um um, and and also she's going to be speaking at another event coming up, right? Yeah. No, we're gonna talk you up. You gotta be, you know. I'm proud of you. You out here in these streets. I appreciate that. Um, so uh, just give us a quick uh, synopsis of what's going on. Um, I will be at um, Recon November 6th through the 10th. It is a 
um, a leadership conference, and I've been a part of them for a couple years, um, a graduate of both of their programs, and have been invited back each year to um, present. So I will be with them. And, you know, it is, it is definitely different being in the marketplace. But the message is the same. Well, we know you out there planting seeds. And uh, pretty soon God, God is going to make your garden a lot bigger than the garden right. you've been uh, planting in. So um, we're proud of you. We love you. And uh, you ready to close? You got a closer? Uh, <clears throat> sure. Let's, let's, let's close it out. I heard something the other day. Um, I was <laughs> watching the video. And um, one of the gentlemen who was up speaking, he said, Paul didn't write the book of Romans. See, this is where y'all got to, you know, you got to be watching. He said, Paul didn't write the book of Romans. He said, Tertius wrote the book of Romans and it came from Romans chapter 16 verse 22 where it says I Tertius who wrote this epistle salute you in the Lord and if you aren't careful you know with what you read and what you hear you would take that um, and start to question the validity of um, the, of the original writer but Tertius was just he was I don't want to say just he was a secretary, like an administrative assistant taking dictation from his boss. And although he wrote it, you know, from Paul, the thoughts belonged to Paul. So we have to be careful that the authority still lies with the superior individual. So all I'm saying is that if you aren't careful, even when you read the Bible, which is the truth, you can still be deceived by what you read if you go in without Holy Spirit. If you go in without the intent to correctly exegete, you can still be deceived and carried away right surrounded by the entire truth of God. So all I'm saying, people, is put the time in. Meditate, read, give yourself to Holy Spirit. Because if you can be deceived by actually reading the word of God, imagine how strong that deception will be with all the things that you are seeing with your natural eyes that are happening and that are about to happen. And if you don't understand the power of AI and its role in the great technological deception that is about to hit the earth in a way you've never be seen, never seen before, you're going to be in trouble. So all I'm saying is pay attention to what's happening. Amen. 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 I got a little clip that I want to play to add to my um, closing today. So let me uh, cue this up. The person that challenged you to be uncomfortable is the person that love you the most. But you've been told for many years that the person I love you the most is the person that accepts you for who you are. How can I love you when I know there's more that you can do, but I don't push you? That can't be love, right? There's healthy ways of challenging. People need it. There are tons of people that don't see they can do more. They've accepted their fate. So they only, only attach themselves to anybody that accept them for being who they are. But the reason why you lose it is because you accepted who you are. The reason I come on this podcast and I challenge, the reason I send DMs in your DMs and challenge is not because it makes me feel good to make you feel some kind of way. The reason I challenge is because I love you and I want you to give the best and know the best and represent yourself in a way that you won't have to be ashamed of the knowledge that you have. And with that being said, I want to thank you for listening to another episode of Road to Damascus, where it's not about the road, it's about the journey. And until next time, thank you for listening. God bless.